This is Rob Savage, the director of Host, and you're listening to the Horror Squad podcast. release directed by natalie erica james available vod i'm sam here with joe and steve and unfortunately i'm missing my partner in crime todd but steve and joe are doing just fine how do you know how because <laughs> <laughs> i said so uh yes toddless tonight unfortunately but we'll miss him he did give me his rating and his thoughts on relic oh i can't wait so to hear when we're just a little blurb you know but uh yeah we'll miss todd tonight for sure so no trivia tonight guys unfortunately but we still hope to put out a great show for you yes so those of you who messaged us some trivia questions we're gonna fold them up put them in our little pocket and save them for next week absolutely <laughs> Steve, what's up with you? Not much. Moving in a week, so I am down to the kind of last week of packing and preparing everything, and it's a complete pain in the ass. So, right. uh, yeah, don't move, people. That's that's <laughs> what I'm really trying to say here because there's a lot to do and a lot to think about. And, I yeah, think it's pretty I, crazy. I think I asked you this, but how are you getting the coffin over there? Uh, like at two a.m., I'm gonna <laughs> bring it myself right. in my car. <laughs> Uh, I did. I had a smaller car before, and it fit, so I think it'll be fine in this one because it's pretty big. And yeah, I'm just gonna do it very uh, you know, carefully. I'm, I'm and, just gonna say, so. as like a horror fan, that would be like the best thing ever. If I woke up at two in the morning, looked out, and neighbor <laughs> was moving a coffin into his house, I would like it would like just blow my mind. I'd be like, I've seen this in like every vampire movie ever and it's like really happening right now so yeah. I, just, I just pray that like the neighbor wakes up to like take a pee or something and like sees <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's there's a i was looking at uh so i tried to bring all my stuff into my middle floor so that it's easier to get out once i'm ready to start moving and i'm looking around i'm like my god it's like a halloween store just blew up in here <laughs> i have so much more oh, halloween hi. stuff than i do anything else yeah you know, yeah, I'm sure you guys could relate to that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sam so, especially. <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh. And I, I think my new neighborhood are all, like, considerably older people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be an interesting yeah. uh, feeling. I think people are going to give us some looks. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Most people, I mean, if it's just for Halloween time, I think most people embrace it. Because um, my old house was like that. I was, like, the only house I really decorated on the street. Most people would drive by and say they loved it. Sometimes we get some looks from other people, but you know what? Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll learn pretty quickly what kind of neighbor they have, uh, mm-hmm. especially if they come knocking. I have a thing on my alarm system where if you open the front door, it does like a little like horror jingle. Oh, <laughs> <that's> fun. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and then I give them a look like... Oh, you know, Fright Night, essentially, is what yeah. I'm going for here. Do you think uh, they'll allow trick-or-treating in uh, Canada this year, or do you think that's going to get shut down? Uh, it'll, it'll probably get shut down. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see the city allowing it. Um, it sucks, you know, it's just, this was the perfect year, right? I mean, it's a Saturday, it's a full moon, 
it's the time change day, so it's actually yeah. an hour longer. Like, come on, world. Like, you really? You're well, going to yeah. take this away from us? Oh, fuck, yeah. yeah. What about you guys? I mean, yeah, I don't expect them to do trick-or-treating, but, I mean, the town's, like, saying that, right? I mean, Sam, Sam you know better than me. You're the one that's, like, your, your work, you guys are in pretty good with the city, so. I mean, like, I feel like there's still going to be things to do, like, di- different attractions and, like, museum tours and shops and dinings, but just not, like, the big, big things where people can... Like the Halloween parade they do. Yeah, later. where it's, like, a bunch of people all together, but... I don't know. I'm like, what's the point? Because with the shops, they can only let so many people in with the social distancing that it's just going to be lines in the middle of the street to right. where that's what they, that's why they canceled all the other events to avoid that. But I don't, I ain't worried about everyone else's Halloween. I only <laughs> care about what I'm doing Halloween. Sorry. Like, I'm just going to be walking around. I'm going to be doing my little Halloween thing at home. So, I'm not too worried about yeah, it. Yeah, we're thinking about, like, walking downtown just to see what it's like, but... Yeah, I mean, like, I think we'll go walking and, yeah. like, stuff like that. Like, I mean, we won't have the Halloween party and all of the big stuff we want to go to, but you can still go Halloweening, go to go to different shops to look for Halloween stuff. You can do Halloween baking. You can watch the three movies on Freeform that they're going to play. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Which are what? Hocus Pocus, Casper, and uh, something else. I'm trying to think of one that's not spooky related that they play, and everyone's they, like, "Why do they play this?" Before Christmas, they play a lot too. Oh yeah, they play uh, like some weird Tim Burton ones. So they sometimes Monsters Inc. Yeah. So yeah, you can still celebrate Halloween in your own way. Absolutely. Have you looked at uh, does uh? Does Canada get, like, Halloween stuff early like they do here? Because, like, me and Sam have been going out. There's already, like, a bunch of Halloween stuff out. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, I'm big into the Michaels, like, Spooky Town, like, from yeah, Max, And those sold out in July. Um, wow. So I, I had to get all that stuff. Uh, but Spirit Halloween just opened today, actually, here in, nice. uh, where, in my area anyway. So, of course, I ravaged that uh, place. Oh, you went, down, um, you went down there today? Oh, for sure, yeah. What'd you get? I, I, I was actually the very first customer they had. Oh, so. awesome. <laughs> uh, Sam, well, I'm going to keep, because the coupon right now is like one item, 20% off. Did yeah. they ring so, the bell for you? Sorry? Did they ring the bell? Uh, no. I don't know what that is. What is that? <laughs> a spirit? That's, yeah, if you're like a sale, they ring a bell. Yeah. Around here, anyway. Uh, they oh, only no, did yet. it for like the first few sales, but yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the only thing we got is because uh, when you buy, you can donate to the uh, like children's hospital over here. Yep. And because we were the first ones, we were the first ones to donate and get. We were the first ones to get like the sticker on the wall, yeah, so we got right, like the right. primo yeah. spot because we started the circle. <laughs> you, did you hear that? You got the primo spot, and you got put down in the corner. What does that mean? Oh, oh yeah. Got on the yeah, wall. I got hit, <laughs> hidden behind the cash register. Really? I think it's a hater that put me down. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. No. Uh, so, yeah. I, I'm not picking up everything right away mm-hmm. because I'm trying to pace myself. So I went for the two things that I thought would go the quickest, uh, which was uh, Michael Myers holding the pumpkin. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a haunted mansion uh, blanket. Cool. So those are the two things I picked up. But I also picked up two mini tombstones from Hocus Pocus. One from Binks and one's from uh, Oh, nice. <laughs> Billy Butcherson. Steve, did you see the? Uh, haunted mansion coffee mug that spirit has 
I did. I didn't love it. I, I have a lot of Haunted Mansion coffee mugs that yeah. are like, way better. I know. Like, so. Joe was treating me to a mug, and he was like, do you want anything? And that was the only one I was going to maybe get because I just have so many other ones. But uh, I was like, I don't have anything really Haunted Mansion, but I passed on it as well because I felt like I could do better. But What'd you get instead? I don't know. Uh, I, I got, got socks. socks. That's yeah. Right. I got a Shining coffee mug. Speaking of shining, yes. Joe, you should yes. tell every, tell the listeners about your newest edition. Yeah, I got a, a shining tattoo this week. It was just like really like out of the blue spur in the moment. Well, not completely out of the blue, but I messaged uh, my tattoo artist. He's usually like booked up like a month or two in advance. So I messaged him uh, a couple weeks back. Hadn't heard back. Um, and then just out of the blue, I received an email um, last Wednesday I think it was or Thursday and he's like hey I just had a cancellation on Saturday if you want to come in and I was like absolutely uh so yeah it was a like really quick uh, like kind of unexpected thing but yeah got my shining tattoo it's uh basically like a portrait of Jack uh with him wearing like his uh green jumper but the sweater it looks like the shining uh carpet and then there's the Grady twins under him and then under that it is Jack a silhouette of Jack with his axe with the Overlook Hotel in the background with some trees. Pretty awesome, pretty badass. You can see it over on my Instagram if you're interested, at Joe's House of Horror. But, or you can check out um, the guy who did it. Um, his name is Matt Murray. You can find him on Instagram as well. Um, Black Veil Tattoo also. But yeah, great guys, great artists. Um, yeah. I loved it. Came out awesome. I also got so, a new edition, too. Oh, sorry. Oh. I'm still talking about Joe. No. <laughs> no, I want to hear it. I colored yeah. my hair orange and yellow. You did. And oh, I look nice. like a spooky fall leaf. Amazing. You do. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and, yeah, and for Joe, I'm just curious. Uh, so the design, was that your design or their design or a mix of both? How did that work? Um, basically it was com- uh, completely his design for the most part, um, which is kind of like how it's gone with all three of my tattoos. Like I'll give him like an idea of what I want. Like I was just like, I want the shining, uh, I want a shining tattoo. Well, you showed him like a post, like and artwork. I, sh- right? I did. I showed him like artwork of like, it was like a silhouette of Jack with like a bunch of stuff in the middle of it. And, but he never like takes that he just kind of right. does his own thing because you know he is an art he's like yeah. he's this guy's like a legit I feel artist like that was even better than what you wanted. yeah i agree um but yeah i did the same with all three of my tattoos i kind of give him like an idea of what i want and then he just kind of throws his own thing into it and i haven't been disappointed yet i love all three of my tattoos all three of my designs so yeah steve do you have tattoos i can't remember i do uh, but I'm going to talk about it in the question period because we have a few tattoo questions thanks oh, to Joe. Oh, well, so. okay, because I wanted piece. to talk about tattoos, so I will just zip my lips. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I contributed uh, a little bit to this one because uh, the original design he showed me just had Jack with the Grady twins, but when he put it on my forearm, there was enough space on the bottom, and he's like, I don't know what we're going to do down there. And I was like, well, I did want if we could somehow incorporate the overlook somehow. So then he's like, all right, let me see what I can do, and that's when... Yeah, yeah. And the tattoo looks amazing, so I really urge people to check it out on Instagram. So yeah. very, very cool. Uh, you guys ready for some questions? Yeah, let's do it. 
All right. So you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or send us an e- email, thehorsequadpodcast at gmail.com. Got a few questions this week. First, first one comes to us from Mandy. She says, please recommend a movie that starts with the letter M. M. Mama. You liked Mama? No. <laughs> Why you recommend it? <laughs> nice recommendation there. Uh. <laughs> um, go ahead, Steve. I know you got some. I got to think. I got to think here. Yeah, the first one that came to mind to me is both the original and the remake of Maniac. Oh yeah, uh, okay. they're very they're different. Mm-hmm. So I think it's worth watching both. Um, after that, there's of course Misery, which oh, I mean yeah. people yeah. you know no denying there. And one that is growing on me every time I watch it, even though it's got, like, really bad CGI, is The Mist. Oh, uh, there's just something that. about that movie that's appealing to me. Uh, the ending is probably the most fucked up ending ever. And the movie itself, I don't know, there's something about it that I really like, other than the bad CGI. So, if you haven't watched it, I would recommend that. And the last one, it's not a movie, but an anthology show. Uh, Joe reviewed quite a few of these back a while ago and that's masters of horror yeah uh i only saw a couple episodes when we did the um stuart gordon uh, tribute episode but i did like what i was uh, seeing and i'd like to go back and revisit it they're all on tubi so yep. good chance to tubi. watch that tubi. yeah john carpenter's cigarette burns is still one of my favorites mm-hmm. it's a great one um, okay, I was just looking. I, I puffed up ones that start with M. Sam, I'll let you, you get any. I know you, you probably want to throw this one out. Throw Actually, out. I'll throw I'll throw this one out okay. more so I'll let you throw that. Um, so I would throw out Mother uh, with Jennifer Lawrence. Steve, did you watch that one? No. Oh. Well, it's fucking... I, it's fucking it, intense, man. It's crazy. A lot of people hate it. Yeah. A lot of people I, yeah, both really enjoyed it. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I could watch it again. Like, it just took so much out of me, but I definitely say you gotta check it out. Yeah, it's, it's a bizarre movie, and it's definitely not gonna be for everyone, but if you're into, like, artistic horror, I would say, um, and, like, religious stuff, I think it's an absolute, definite, like, must-watch. It was one of my favorites of the year when it came out, uh, back in 2017. Uh, obviously, how could I not say uh, Midsummer, um, my favorite horror movie of last year, my number one, uh, just a fantastic horror movie. Another one that's a bit polarizing. People either seem to love it or hate it, but um, I loved it. Uh, another one I'll throw out is Martyrs, uh, the French horror film from 2008. Yeah. Yeah, that one is uh, really good. Um really disturbing in some aspects um but yeah it's it's a fantastic fantastic horror movie uh how could i not throw out my bloody valentine the original and the remake both really fun uh horror movies me and sam actually went saw it on uh valentine's day this year the original uh in the movie theater so that was night yeah that was pretty cool uh did you you like the remake better though right I like, I actually, I like both, but I saw the remake first, so I am more attached to it. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess that's good. We could throw out Monstrum as well. We reviewed that this year. Yeah. Me and Steve both enjoyed it. Um, so that is another one you can check out. You never saw that, Sam, right? She hasn't seen it yet, no. Okay, yeah. You should watch it before the end of the year. Curious what you think of that one. 
I don't think she would like it, but I could be no. wrong. Even though there's a cute dog called Sparkles? There is a cute dog. Aww, <laughs> oh, sweet. I just don't think she would be into, like, the whole samurai, like, aspect of it. Like, okay. stuff. So, I don't know. Because it's, like, action horror. Um, and then I will also throw out from 1993, Man's Best Friend, um, about a killer dog. That's pretty, pretty fun. Hmm. And you say that, I think, on the day we're recording, it's International Dogs Day. It is. Yeah, that sure is. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, all right. So thank you for the recommendations. Her next question is, Steve showed me Joe's tattoos. Taking into consideration the tattoos you have now, what would your next horror tattoo be? Well, funny you should say that. I already have my next one planned. <laughs> I'm I just sure you to, do. <laughs> I just need to save up for it. Um but uh, my next one's going to be The Exorcist. And we already discussed it while I was getting The Shining one done. Um, it is going to go on my other forearm. But the plan is to do, um, like, a portrait of Reagan. And then in, like, side of Reagan's body is going to be her crab walking uh, down the stairs. And then under that will be, like, the priest looking up to the house. So it will be something along those lines. That's amazing. What about you, Sam? If you're in that horror tattoo, what's what would you um, I think I would probably get something like Halloween more so than for what? I think. What do you mean? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> like, obviously. Like, I was like, clearly. Like the shock <laughs> shoe? Um, but I actually want to get a tattoo um, in honor of my dog that I lost a few months ago. Um, yeah, I want to get something to do with my dog and then something with Salem as well. Um, mashed in together. Mashed in, yeah. Like, make it a little spooky, like, put a little witch hat on her or something like that. But if I were getting a horror tattoo, it would be, like, maybe, like, Creature, I think. Yeah, that'd be cool. No, Michael? I thought Michael's your boy. Michael is my boy, but I just feel like, I just, I don't know. Don't I you just, know? I don't know, I just see Do you feel cre- like it's just been done I, so much? Yeah, I mean, that doesn't matter, but, yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know, I feel like, especially with, like, Black Bell's thing, I feel yeah. like I could see them doing a really good creature. Like, Michael would be good, too, I'm sure. I'm but, sure. But, yeah, I just, I want to stick to, like, Halloween tattoos. What about cool. you, Steve? Um, so, see, my favorite horror film is Dawn of the Dead. But there's nothing about Dawn of the Dead that I necessarily would want tattooed. Yeah. I don't know, there's just something kind of missing for me on that regard. Whereas I would probably consider getting uh, something Exorcist yeah. uh, or Valak, which I, I don't know oh, why yeah. that character just really grabbed me. Uh, or even maybe Annabelle. Like, there's something about women in horror that I really like. And, you know, I'd probably consider one of those three as a horror tattoo I would do. Cool. I like all three ideas. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe. My wife's saying, it's like shaking no, but uh, she, she doesn't want me to get more tattoos. No? But, yeah, uh-huh. one day maybe. Um, all right. So her last question is, Steve's sleep paralysis story was creepy. If you saw a figure scare at you at night, which horror character would you least like it to be? As oh, in, which one would scare you the most? What was it? Um... What character would scare you, like, about, Steve was talking about his sleep paralysis last week. Yeah. So it's like, what character would you want, would you be most scared of 
like standing in the corner of your room, like at night. Say Reagan. Reagan, yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. Honestly, she's pretty terrifying. Um, I'll also throw out Zelda because she gave me like extreme nightmares yeah. at night. <laughs> like, so if I just saw her yeah, like, actually... curled up in a ball in the corner, like looking at me, I would think I would like shit my pants. Or also the well, the from the remake, the girl from Evil Dead, like where she pops from underneath the floor. Oh yeah, yeah. Scary. The original one's scary too. Either one. Yeah, I actually wrote Zelda as well because yeah. she's and she's fucking freaky. Yeah. But as much as I super love her, uh, having Valak in a room would really fucking freak me out too. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah she terrible. just has a really creepy look, and nuns. There's something about religion. Uh, maybe it's because my grandparents were so religious and their house was really haunted that always scared me. Uh, so, and that's why I gravitate towards stuff like The Exorcist and uh, The Conjuring and stuff like that. There's just something about religion that s- scares me. Yeah. And having a, a, like an evil nun would definitely scare the shit out of me. Um, so yeah, that's definitely what I would say. But Zelda is fucking freaky too. Yeah. That, that design was fantastic. What about What's-His-Face? Um the red guy from Insidious. Oh, yeah, Lipstick Face Demon. See, that, that one scared me. I don't know. There's something too goofy about him. That yeah. Oh, really? Even, he reminds me of even though he's pretended well. Now he does, but when <laughs> I first saw that, that, like, that scared me so bad I had to sleep with the lights on for a few nights. I'm just sorry, their motorcycle up. Sorry if you hear it. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, my God, I hear growling. <laughs> That's scary <laughs> as hell. As we're talking about demons. <laughs> Yeah. I almost want to cut out that motorcycle part. You know? <laughs> <laughs> let people listen in like we didn't hear it or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so any, any of these things would be scary. Uh, but like I said, the one that I see is more like um, the bride from Insidious, which yeah. Isn't, yeah, yeah. isn't the most fun ever. But, you know, it is what it is. Mm. So thank you, Mandy, for all the questions. Next one comes to us from Jack. <clears throat> he says... Would y'all consider starting a Discord so fans of your podcast can chat horror with you guys or other fans of the show? I know y'all are very approachable on social media, but it would be cool to have a place where everyone could chat together. You often talk about, and he puts in quotations, the chat. So I have a feeling y'all have some really interesting discussions offline, so to speak, and I think it would be cool if we could see some of it. Love your show. You know what, I was actually, I've been thinking, I'm like, I feel like we could do better in communicating with our listeners, like, I just, I don't feel like the connection, I don't know, maybe that's just because it's me and no one likes me, (laughs) but I think maybe we should, or we should do something, I just feel like. Yeah, that would be definitely fun. We actually have a Discord um, through our, uh, the Dorkening Podcast Network, they like created one for us. so, yeah, maybe we will. I mean, we got one, so we could, like, get it started up, get serious about it, post the links and stuff. Yeah. I think that would be a fun idea. Uh, yeah, yes, it, it would have, be. We do have a, a chat going, and it's hilarious. Real quick, I have to say. <laughs> it's like, I'll just all reface out. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was going to say, our things that we've been sharing right now, because we've all been obsessed with the refacing app, yeah. which, it's amazing. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. I, I could picture someone, a listener, thinking we're having these really deep, interesting, <laughs> like, horror conversations yeah. when we're really just posting fucking gifts of uh, jokes on it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think it would be good. You know, we're slowly 
integrating into all these social media apps. Uh, we talked about uh, being on that uh, letterbox thing. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're slowly getting there. And I think Discord would be a cool opportunity to kind of just chat with people and I'll be uh-huh. in there and have discussions. Uh, I know people DM me a lot, for uh, which I totally welcome. I, I always love talking horror, so yeah. I appreciate that. But having them all in one place would definitely be fun as well so they can also chat with each other mm-hmm. yeah no i think that's so, a great idea i think we'll, we'll set it up and we'll uh invite everyone over there we'll, uh, yeah we can talk some horror with uh the listeners as well that'd be a lot of fun yeah so thanks jack for the recommendation and for the question uh next one comes to us from kate she says uh talking about joe uh, i love your new shining tattoo do other members of the squad have horror related tattoos for each person what is your favorite tattoo well, thank you for loving the tattoo. Uh, I, I don't know, oh, man. It's so hard to pick one. I So I have three horror tattoos. Um, one from the, the Witch, which is like the most current one, obviously. Loved it. Um, then I got the Blair Witch. And then I just had the Shining one done. So I got the three. I really can't pick. I love all three of them. Don't, don't you have a Halloween one? I, oh, shit, I did. I do. I, I forgot <laughs> about that one, Steve. Uh, I do have a Halloween one as well, which... That one is just like the cover with the pumpkin and the knife. The other three are, I, I definitely, I would say that I guess that's my least favorite one. Um, and then the other three are just equally love as much just because they're just, they're just like original and they're just like pieces of like artwork, um, you know, compared to the other ones. So I don't know. I love them all. I really do. Um, I think I'll always have a special place for my witch one because that was like the first one I got um, at uh, Black Veil. Um, and yeah, I love how the witch broom goes like up my leg. So I think that's a cool little take. Cool. And you, Sam? What? <laughs> you <laughs> Do you have any one, horror tattoos? Right? What? You got one heart. Well, it's a spooky tattoo. I got two, sir. You got two spooky ones? Who's asking this question? I'm sorry, guys. I'm texting <laughs> my boss. <laughs> uh, Kate? Kate. Kate, yeah. All right, Kate. Um, so I have a Halloween heart on my leg. It has a little skeleton holding a jack-o'-lantern along with a little ghost and a few little bats. Kind of like one of those little Valentine hearts. Um, and then I have a little ghost on my little arm. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It sometimes looks like a Pac-Man. And then people are like, look at that Pac-Man. I'm like, it's <laughs> a ghost. But well, thanks. like when your arm is like... Uh, like up, yeah. it like shrinks the ghost so it does look like a Pac-Man ghost, but then when you extend it, it looks like yeah. a normal ghost. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's both. It's, 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 it's interchangeable. Yep. <laughs> and which one's your favorite of the two? Ah! Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My ghost. <laughs> she doesn't love her Halloween heart one. Yeah. I mean, I I've come to appreciate it, but it's really not bad, like at all. Like I, just I, I think like you're too hard the, on the it. The color <laughs> and the shading isn't that great. It's cute though. It's good. Okay, fine. It's it's definitely not. It's a on bad my body, tattoo. so I love both of it's them. It's not a bad tattoo. <laughs> you can do a lot worse, that's for sure. <laughs> like I've seen some tattoos. What's the worst tattoo you've seen? I've seen some really bad ones. Some of the like sometimes like people post art groups. 
I just don't like when people are like, that's oh, a yeah. shitty like, tattoo. I would, like, I would never, I would say, never that. say that to someone, that their tattoo sucks. Like, but yeah, it's like, awful. But I'll look at I, w- I would, and I would never comment, but like, yeah. You'll just, just be like, oh, I'm glad that's Like, in my head, I'll body. just be like, oh, <laughs> you yeah. know? I'll be like, yikes. <laughs> but like, I, I would never say that to the person. Yeah. Yeah, uh, or you could be like me and cover up your first tattoo because uh, <laughs> I covered up my first tattoo too, Steve. Mine was uh, the Boston oh, yeah? Boston Red Sox symbol. But now you want to cover up the cover up. <laughs> I do. I want to cover the, my yeah. I covered it up with well, like an artist that was not so great. I was like probably like eighteen, nineteen at the time. So I have two tattoos. Right. I definitely don't like. They're both on my uh, my uh, arms, like my upper arms, and I'm just like this is like prime real estate. Uh, my artist does not do cover-ups, but I am hoping after he goes through like the bottom of my arm, I can convince him to do the cover-ups. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I covered up my first tattoo. I uh, had like when I was sixteen, I had like a cross put on because I thought I was religious, even though I really wasn't. I was just there for the girls. Um, but that's that's a whole other story that I'm not going to get into. Um, so I covered it up with a big spider. And I guess that's the closest thing I have to a horror tattoo because I haven't had a tattoo done since I was 19, mm-hmm. which is, God, generations ago uh, at this point. Um, but, yeah, I would t- totally love to get more. But uh, what's my favorite? Well, I have a bunch of tattoos, but they all blend into one now. It just basically looks like a giant spider with some skeletons and bones and stuff like that. But it's not the greatest tattoo. You know, it's I, I watch a lot of tattoo shows on uh, Spike. Mm-hmm. I watch like, and I realize all the flaws in my tattoo when I look at it. It really, bother, it really bothers me, but yeah. it's too big to cover up. You know, it's like my whole uh, top of my right arm. So it is what it is. You live with your <laughs> mistakes, I guess. So yeah, yeah. But that that's my favorite because it's really the only one that I have. Are you planning? Um, you wouldn't get another horror one though. Your wife won't let you. No, she won't. She's uh <laughs> You wouldn't go behind her angry. you wouldn't go behind her back and surprise her? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> uh but maybe one day, you know. It's, it's it's a work in progress, just trying to you know, convince for that. Um all right, and the last question we got, we're not gonna answer right now because it's gonna play into our review later, but the real KKM asked us what we think of the acting in the Relic movie. Oh. But we'll talk about that in the review. Uh, at least that's one of my points I want oh, yeah. to talk about. So. Um, yeah, he um, he actually messaged us a uh, really nice message saying we kind of inspired him um, to start his own thing. And he does have a YouTube channel. Um, I'll, I'll pull it up, but if you want, you know, if we want to keep going. But I, yeah, they're not, it's really good. I mean... You know, you got to start somewhere, right? And if you're just starting out, uh, I would really recommend to keep, just keep doing it. Uh, I mean, we all, well, me and Joe had uh, YouTube channels that we were very active in. Sam still does it. But if you watch my first videos, they're really fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. Because it takes time to really get into your groove and figure yeah. out what you're doing and everything like that. So just stick with it. And you're not going to get a ton of... You know, people at, at first, but people eventually find you, and especially if you stick to a genre, I find that people uh, gravitate towards you and just keep with it. So yeah. glad that we could you know, inspire you. And yeah, he's, awesome. he's the uh, the real KKM as well on YouTube, uh, and he does all <laughs> horror stuff. Um, and I yeah, see perfect. That he did uh, 
Yeah, he did the. Uh, he's been doing best of the decade lists and stuff too, so that's cool. Cool stuff. So yeah, go and check him out. Excellent. Uh, all right, and that's all the questions we have this week. Thank you for sending us the questions. We could not do this segment without you. Uh, but before we go into our next segment, I'm just going to plug in another a little uh, kind of ad. So my buddy, Stephen Durock, is filming his first film called The Rage. Uh, his campaign to fund the film uh, ends September 6th. So if you guys can go uh, check out his page, and he also has a bunch of stuff that he's selling to support to help fund the film, including signed posters and T-shirts and signed scripts and stuff like that. So, you know, I believe very firmly to support indie horror. So if you guys can just go check it out, I'd really appreciate it. And here is a little clip of him talking about the project, and uh, thank you very much. Hey, Horror Squad listeners, my name's Stephen Durock, and I'm the writer, director, and producer of an upcoming independent horror short film called The Rage. If you guys would like to follow us and support us, you guys can check us out on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our username is at The Rage Film. We are currently hosting a campaign, and we're selling perks such as digital copies, t-shirts, posters, and much more. If you guys would like to receive 15% off your order, simply use the discount code The Horror squad thank you for your support and enjoy the rest of the podcast all righty awesome all right are you guys ready to get into what watched hell yeah all righty sam did you watch anything this week come on don't let us down did i i don't know i don't think so we've been meaning to start lovecraft country but yeah. we're, we're behind on it have you watched it yet steve no, I, I'm not watching anything new right now. I'm just too busy with packing everything, so I just yeah. watch my movies. And I'll start. It. I'm thinking of starting some shows once I actually move, but mm-hmm. uh, and that's high on my list. But before that, definitely what we do in the shadows, which I can finally get oh, here. Yeah. You got <laughs> so. You got super excited about that. All right, so. nothing new for Sam. Just 90 Day Fiance. Keep it on that. You are. Oh my god! I do. We've been watching it together. <laughs> That, that is the it? scariest horror on TV. Steve, are you watching? Watch, watching Angela with uh, whatever her husband's Bottle. name is there. Dude, oh, she's God. so abusive. It's not even funny. Yeah, no, I, I stopped watching. I, I just can't anymore. These people are just too pathetic. Does your wife uh, watch it? Oh, yeah, religiously. Uh, I'll, I'll peek into certain stories, but this season doesn't really have anyone that I care about. Uh, it's not like what? that what big about Ed. No. He's nope. I'm telling you, like since Big Ed, nothing has really interested me. <laughs> that, that guy was the best. <laughs> big Ed was great. Yeah, the best and the worst at the same time. So it was strange thing. All right, uh, Joe, you want to go with your one watch? Sure, I'll start us off tonight. Um, thank you, Letterboxd, once again, uh, really helping me out, <laughs> keeping me. Uh, organized i gotta say whoever suggested that a huge thanks to you um because uh i love it uh, all right my first one tonight uh is a actually i think i have all 2020 actually i have, i think i do have all 2020 releases tonight uh so my first one is called an english haunting um this one was directed by charlie steed and it is about um this one takes place in 1960s england 
Um, and it has to do with um, this son and mother um, whose uh, the father has passed away. And they basically received... Um, I'm, well, I'm sorry, he hasn't passed away. He is, like, on his deathbed. So they go there to kind of take care of him while he's on his deathbed. Um, and basically, spooky stuff starts to happen in this, like, mansion this, uh, in England. Um, and uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, it, this one was okay. Uh, it really reminded me of, like, one of those, like, BBC, like, made-for-TV horror movies. Um, I will say, though, it's, like, the cinematography is really nice. It's shot nice. Acted fairly well. Um, but overall, it just fell a little flat for me. I found it rather dull for the most part. There are some decent scares. Um, there's one, actually, like, really effective scare. But overall, uh, this is one I would most likely skip. Um, but I will say I do seem to be more in the minority because I've seen a lot of people loving on this one. So maybe I just wasn't in the right mood for it. So, yeah, maybe check it out and uh, see if you like it. All right. Um, my first one, I talked a little bit about last week that I was going to watch it, and I did. And that is 2020's La Llorona over on Shudder. Um, so this is not to be confused with The Curse of La Llorona, which we reviewed on the show around episode, like, 80-ish. Um, so in this one, an aging uh, dictator who is falling from grace because of things that he's done is uh, sent back home because he's sick with his family as there's a revolution going on outside his house because people want him essentially held accountable for all the murders he's committed as a, as a general, as a dictator. And he hires this new uh, help uh, woman that comes in and starts putting a curse on uh, the family and the house and basically kind of the La Llorona curse. So see, the problem with this movie to me is that when I hear that a movie is about La Llorona, which is a really creepy story in um, Hispanic culture, and by the way, the movie is uh, in Spanish. It's set in Guatemala, so just watch out for that. Um, I expect a lot of scares. I expect like demons and ghosts and everything, and this movie has almost none of that. It's basically a straight-up drama with, like, three minutes of horror sprinkled in at the end, which is way too little too late. Um, so if you're watching this, don't go in thinking it's a horror film. It's really a drama about how this family deals with this disgraced dictator than it is about any type of curses or supernatural elements. And that really disappointed me. I think I had an expectation going in, and unfortunately it just didn't meet those expectations. But I will say that there are some great performances the people in this film uh, all play their roles really well. I really uh, felt what they were going through and the weight uh, that I, the characters had, whether it was the family dealing with this old dictator or the dictator kind of falling from grace. Um, yeah, it's not something I would necessarily recommend, though, as a horror film. If you're looking for a story about uh, war in Guatemala and politics, and it's for you if you're looking at horror, I would skip this one, so... Did you watch that on Steve? Uh, Shutter. Shutter. 
Was it better than the curse of Iron? He just said. I didn't hear him. I, I, I'd say no. No? Uh, it's probably a better film, but at least the other one had horror. And this one really didn't. And so if you're looking for a horror film, the other one was better. And there's also more entertaining. Not a lot goes on in this movie, in this uh, 2020 film. There's just a lot of time where they do nothing. They just sit around, smoke, and contemplate their, you know, past mistakes. It's It wasn't good. All right. All righty. My next one uh, is another 2020 release uh, called You're Not Alone. Uh, this one is about a mother who basically was out of the picture with her daughter um, when uh, the daughter daughter's father dies. So the mother is basically uh, given the rights to take care of the child now. Um, she and the daughter move into the father's house. Um, the father obviously had custody. The mother just was not the picture at all, which we do find out why that was the case later on in the movie. Uh, but basically, they move in uh, back into this, the house, the mother trying to um, rekindle her relationship with her young daughter um, when spooky stuff starts to happen in spooky. the house. Yeah, um, you know, your basic ghosty type stuff. Um, and then the movie takes like a lot of weird twists and turns. Um, which is, like, the big problem I have with this movie. This movie just had, like, no focus whatsoever. We go from a haunted house movie to a potential uh, possession movie to a potential, like, religious exorcism movie. And then we end it all with a home invasion type movie. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and, like, a lot of stuff is left completely unexplained. Um, overall, it wasn't, like, a terrible movie, though. Like, it kept me, like, entertained for the most part. But it just is not... It just, at the end, just fell flat for me. And I just felt that the ending just kind of, like, completely came out of nowhere. Especially, like, the big twist that you get, like, 20 minutes before uh, the movie ends. Just really just did not seem to, like, make sense. And it just kind of, like, came out of nowhere. And it was, like, pretty, like... Um, like, uh, not enjoyable, I guess is the, you know, for lack of a better word. Uh, so yeah, uh, overall, I would say skip it. However, I think this is like a good intro to horror type movie, like for, you know, like kids, like on like a, you know, rainy night to watch and they might get scared because there is some pretty, you know, like light spooky stuff in here. Um, I actually think you might like this one, I know, Sam. Like nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're not alone. 2020. What's it rated? I, I would be surprised if it was R. So I would guess PG-13. All right. Um, my next one is uh, from 2007, and that's, and I saw it on Netflix. It's uh, Murder Party. So in this story, a uh, guy gets invited to a Halloween party mysteriously, so he doesn't know who the invitation came from. So he dresses up, goes to this uh, warehouse where he finds a group of people who proceeds to uh, tie him up with the plan of killing him in some kind of super artsy display, uh, some master art piece that this guy who controls this group wanted to perform with the promise of getting a lot of money. Um, so this movie, 
I only watched because my wife happened to scroll through Netflix and saw the trailer for it. And I haven't seen it. I heard some stuff about it. But honestly, I didn't really love this movie either. Um, I thought some of the characters were, weren't very believable. And, some, and they felt like kind of stupid, maybe too artsy. And especially the main villain, who just, I didn't buy his character at all. Like, he didn't seem like someone who would actually do this. And uh, the movie just didn't hit for me until the last 15 minutes or so when they finally get out of that warehouse that they were in the whole movie. And then it picks up and there's actually murders and blood. And that part was really, really cool. But overall, this just comes off as kind of a pretentious uh, look at me. I'm artsy type of film, but filmed in a casual, like student way. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe this movie. It's a really weird movie, but I would, not necessarily recommend it. It's not the worst film I've seen for sure, but the last 15 minutes are pretty cool. So for that alone, maybe watch it, but not something I'd do a hard recommendation of. So, Murder Party. All right, my last one tonight is another 2020 release, and this one is called Spree. Uh, Spree stars Joe Keery from, of course, uh, Stranger Things fame. Uh, I can't remember his name in Stranger Things, yeah, but he, I watch he plays Steve. Uh, Steve, yeah, plays Steve in Stranger Things. Uh, so yeah, a big character. Uh, and this one is about uh, his name is Kurt in this, and he is basically uh, a YouTuber, Instagram, basically a content creator, in, trying to become like an influencer. And the whole movie is shot through, uh, you know, basically found footage style, shot on on you know through his phone cameras and Instagram feeds and stuff. Um, but what's interesting is, is Kurt is basically a nobody. Uh, you watch like all his videos in the beginning thinking, uh, oh, he must be like this big influencer. And you find out all of his videos basically get single digits uh, views, if not less. Uh, and he's just obsessed with becoming uh, that person, you know, that person that gets, you know, millions of people watching him or hundreds of thousands of people of watching him. So he concocts a plan um, to go viral, and he, I forget what he calls it. Uh, he, he comes up with it. It's like hashtag the, the plan or something like that. Um, and basically the movie is called Spree because he is a spree driver, which is basically obviously like Uber, playing on Uber or Lyft. And basically what he does is his plan is to kill people uh, on camera in his spree vehicle. Um, and I'll leave it at that because it gets crazier and crazier as this movie goes. And I had a really fun time with this movie. Um, it's wild. Also disturbing at parts. Um, but I don't think meant to be taken 100% seriously at the same time. But there are were a couple parts. I'm like, oh shit, that's like pretty dark. Uh, but yeah, uh, overall, I had a lot of fun with this. It's definitely in my top 10 of the year uh currently and uh yeah i would definitely recommend it uh spree okay uh my last film uh is from 1944 and oh. you can find it on, on tubi and that's uh bluebeard uh, are you guys familiar with the tale of bluebeard uh the pirate is it like no. a pirate thing? No. That's, Bla- that's Blackbeard. But... Oh, okay. Then, yeah, then no. I have no idea. <laughs> no, it's, 
his brother Bluebeard? No, <laughs> uh, not, not the pirate thing. So it's a folk tale in France of a uh, rich aristocrat who has a blue beard and people find him hideous because of it. And he picks up new wives and strangles them to death every time that he, you know, they insult what he looks like and everything. And it's a pretty famous French tale. I had seen a pretty scary representation of it when I was a kid. It probably wasn't scary in, in real life, but I was a kid and it was on a kid's TV show and it just spooked me. Kind of like a French, are you afraid of the dark type thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I saw that they had a Bluebeard film, uh, I got excited on Tubi, so I decided to watch it. And in this, it basically not at all what uh, the folktale is about. Uh, in this movie, it's in Paris, which makes sense. Uh, an artist hires like portrait models, and after he finishes their portrait, he strangles them. And uh, so the strangling is there, the French is there, but nothing about the hideous guy. Uh, the, the guy is played by John Carradine, which is a big actor from the 1940s. And the movie is not all that great. It's kind of slow. Uh, you see this painter kind of just luring people in. And he's a famous painter, but no one knows who he is. And uh, there's not a lot to talk about. It's like an hour movie, uh, hour-long movie. You see him kill a few people, but since it's 1944, obviously we basically see nothing uh, because it's way before uh, people got really crazy with their stuff. Uh, the performances are good, but the movie is a little boring. The one thing I will say is he's also a puppeteer, and he has these really creepy puppets that he uses. But what's funny is that they're not supposed to be creepy. I think that's just what puppets look like in 1944. But by by today's standards, they're fucking freaky. It's almost like those old Halloween costumes from, like, the the 20s that you're like, what kind of nightmare fuel is this? But back then, that was just, like, kids, you know, dressing up. Uh, It's kind of like that with his puppets, so... Uh, if you're going to watch an old film, this is one that I would probably pass on. Well done. All right. Did you see the vintage Halloween mask Spirit did this year, Steve? Do you happen to see those when you were in there? I did. Now, the Spirit, uh, because it opened today, they don't have all their stuff out yet. Mm. Uh, they, they haven't received everything. I even had to order some stuff for they're going to call me when they get it. So maybe that's part of that because their mask display wasn't very big, as it usually is. Okay, so it's an old school mask from like that period, mimicking that period. All right. No, he's asking. Oh wait, what? It's a question. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was reading. I was getting ready for our news. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, uh, like I don't know, Sam. What would like time period we say it is? Like twenties. You tell me, Joe. I would say like twenties to thirties. So yeah. Since we got such a little drop of energy there, I think it's time for us to drink some Deadly Grounds coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. 
All righty, you guys ready for some hard news? Yes. All right, well, let's get this one right off the bat. I know Sam's going to be excited for this one. I just threw it in specifically for her as Yankee Candle. Their 2020 Halloween collection launches this very weekend. Are you excited? How excited? I'm excited. You like burning fall candles. I do. You like burning Halloween candles. I do. Well, this year they have two brand new candles named Jack-O-Lantern and Mystic Moon. Okay. You know, it's not too excited. The thing is, oh, Yankee Candle's go. expensive. Okay. Their candles are really good, but like some of the decor pieces are a little pricey, so make sure you get yourself a coupon. Okay. Sam, what's what's your favorite fall smell? Mm. Great question. This is hard. To, this is really tough to answer, Steve. So I'll, I'll do my best and just hang in there with me. Okay, so I like um, like a cinnamon pumpkin smell, um, but like my tr- like my true concoction, which I call it like a Halloween party. These spray these scents you could all actually get from Yankee Candle. It's their patchouli, their pomegranate cider, their spiced pumpkin, and if you burn all of them together, it smells like a fun Halloween party. It smells really good. But anything spicy, and then I also like patchouli. What about you? I never even heard the word patchouli until I met you. Uh, I love patchouli. It smells so good. That sounds fun. No, I, I just like the spicy uh, pumpkin. I think that's yeah. kind of my go-to for pretty much all year round. Just it smells like Halloween all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. like the like too sweet where it's syrupy. I don't really like those. Um, I like it to be more spicy. So yeah. All right, Steve. Do you love? Are you a face bitch like pumpkin spice type guy? Uh, I I like smelling it. I don't like eating it or drinking it or consuming it. All right. Uh, I just like smelling it. All right. Very good. All right. Next bit of news here. Uh, well, I thought you asked him that because I thought you were going to lead in that it was Pumpkin Spice Day yesterday. Oh, I didn't know this. Starbucks. Okay. Oh, Starbucks got their pumpkin spice in now? All right. Very exciting. <laughs> I like pumpkin do you, spice. Do you guys eat pumpkin? Uh like the seeds or anything when you guys carve? I love or... pumpkin seeds. I don't do the pumpkin seeds, but I do like pumpkin flavored like anything pretty much. Yeah. And what do you do with the seeds? So like I like to spray some um, like cooking spray on them and then just season them with um, like salt and pepper or you can add like some chili spices to them and then just put them in the oven for maybe like 15 minutes and then you eat them. Kind of like sunflower seeds. Cool. Yeah. All right, next bit of news here is uh, I am so sorry to report for our good friend Steve. Uh-oh. Can we play some sad music here for Steve? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> because they have Netflix has pulled the plug on a show Steve has really championed. Yeah, he has. He's really championed this show. Uh, Netflix's I Am Not Okay With This um, has officially been canceled. 
by the network. Uh, the show, of course, starred Sophia Lillis from It fame. Uh, so they, here's a direct quote. Uh, we're disappointed to have to make these decisions due to circumstances created by COVID. Netflix said in a statement to Deadline, uh, according to the site, the plan was for the series to get a second season in pre-COVID times with scripts already being worked on. Um, but unfortunately, they are, well, it seems like they're blaming COVID for this reason, uh, which, I don't know, seems like kind of an excuse to me. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's very unfortunate. Uh, Steve, what's your take on this? So very disappointed, like super disappointed. It was an amazing uh, first season. But I will say this for listeners who haven't watched it yet. Even though there was a lot of promise uh, with what was coming in season two, I would still watch season one because it's a nice contained story. Like it tells pretty much a full story with promise for a lot to come. Uh, And even though it's a TV show, if you watch all the episodes back to back, it's only like two hours and 15 minutes. They're like 20 minute episodes. So it goes by really quick. I would still say that you should watch this show. And who knows if people start watching it, maybe it'll make a comeback one day. You know, we've seen stranger things in these, uh, in these times. So we've seen some, other shows that came back because of people wanting them. So I would recommend watching it anyway. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It was, it was very good. All right. Yeah. You know what? I actually, me and Sam started it and I really don't know why we finished it. Well, I think it was cause like I was just kind of enjoying it, but Sam was kind of seemed bent on it. Like after the first couple episodes, but I think I'm going to have to convince her to get back into it. Good. Yeah, stick with it for sure. Yeah. All right. Next bit of news here is, um, Sam, how do you feel about double the Halloween? What? How do you feel about double the Halloween? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> well, Shudder has announced a 61-day Halloween programming block with eight new original and exclusive movies tacked onto that. So not just 31 days of Halloween. You're going to get 61 days of Halloween horror entertainment. Shutter. How do you feel about this? Well, you know what, Joe? What is it, 62? 61. If it's double, why is it only 61 and not 62? <laughs> well, you know, I was, I was rounding up a little. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Sam's <laughs> <laughs> really, really champion for that <laughs> like one day. Like, someone needs to fire their marketing people and Shutter. <laughs> Well, they didn't bill it as that, but I'm billing it okay. as that. So, my apologies to Shutter. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I so... Can I ask you, you a question? What's that? I want to ask you a question about yeah. this. Shutter is all horror films all the time. Right. What? And and they're only added eight movies. Like, yeah. I thought maybe they'd be adding 61 movies. They need to step it up. What, what makes this different than any other time you're watching Shutter? Okay. Probably not much, but it's still fun. Uh, so, all right, so let me go over this. Uh, so the two-month celebration will feature weekly original and exclusive movie premieres, uh, a new Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs Halloween special, a collection of unforgettable chillers from the master of mayhem, Vincent Price, a third installment of holiday favorite The Log, the return of the Shutter Halloween hotline, and 61 days of daily recommendations from, from Shudder's curator, 
Sam Zimmerman. So um, there's, you know, a full lineup here, and you can find it all on Shutter here. But I'll go over some of the highlights. On September 1st, Color Out of Space will be premiering on Shutter, which we did review on the podcast. And we were pretty mixed on, but I think it, it is definitely uh, one that is worth a watch. Okay. I think me and Steve then would recommend that it is definitely worth a watch. It's, uh, it's, it's still in my top ten. Yeah, yeah. I think not, it's, not it's probably, probably in my top ten right now as well, yeah. Uh, Nosferatu Season 2 binge release will be released on September 10th. Um, by the way, Sam and I gave up on that show. I didn't which, give up. <laughs> I gave up on it. <laughs> I just put it on pause right now. Okay, Sam's on pause. I'm done with it. So, uh, Spiral will also be hitting up, uh, coming out on September 17th, with that, which I am thinking is one of their originals. Uh, yeah, not, not Saw, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately not Saw. Uh, but pretty smart to release it, because people will probably watch it thinking that. Uh, another Shutter original called Scare Me will premiere on October 1st. The Vincent Price Collection will also be released on October 1st. Um, another Shutter original called The Cleansing Hour on October 8th. Uh, the Mortuary Collection, October 15th, 32 Malazna Street, October 22nd, uh, and the Joe Bob Halloween Special will be on October 23rd, um, and then the Halloween Hotline will be featured every Friday in October. So yeah, a lot of good stuff coming from Shudder, so if you're not subscribed, maybe is now a good time to jump on there and get some of that cool original content. All right, uh, next bit of news here. A bit of something uh, that is a bit disappointing to me. I just read this. It's a quick little tidbit. Um, the Ready or Not directors, of course, are currently in um, pre-production for Scream 5. Uh, very exciting stuff, as it seems like, I don't think officially announced, but Nev Campbell uh, seems to be definitely be coming back, along with Courtney Cox and David Arquette for this sequel. Well, it seems, sadly... The directors really championed to get Samara Weaving to star in this Aww. movie, but unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts, it will not work out. So I think she would have been perfect for Scream, um, but unfortunately, we're not. Sam, why are you giving me that face? You don't think she would have been perfect for Scream? No, I do, but how you said it, you're like creaming your panties right now. <laughs> well, I think she would have been an excellent no, choice. No, I to agree. Carry I was going to say yeah. that when you started. Now. Yeah. So, unfortunately, uh, we won't see it, but I'm sure we will be seeing her in another horror movie. Well, she's getting mainstream now, so... If you'd like to see her, you can just reface her on the Reface app. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you say, Steve? She's what? She's becoming uh, mainstream. She's in the new Bill and Ted film as one of the the daughters, so... Oh, wow. I think think we're going to start seeing her in bigger films, which is probably why she's going to start getting really busy. Okay. But she's a great actress, so I'll tour. I just hope she does come back to horror at some point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she was also just in something me and Sam watched recently, too, on uh, Netflix called, uh, what was it called? Babysitter? No, Hollywoodland, I think it was called. Remember that one we watched on Netflix there? Yeah. It was a decent show. But yeah, she was like a big character in it. Yeah. Miniseries. Uh, Okay, uh, next bit of news. Some trouble uh, in Paradise uh, for Texas Chainsaw Massacre as, uh, of course, Texas Chainsaw Massacre currently getting the reboot treatment. Uh, Production started last week. 
Uh, it is going to be produced by Fede Alvarez, of course, from who directed uh, the remake of Evil Dead. Well, just a week into filming, they have fired their director <laughs> um, and are currently and have hired a new one. So uh, the original uh, director was supposed to be Ryan and Andy Towhill. Well, the, to the Towhill brothers have left the project now due to creative uh, differences. Um, literally a week in production uh, in Bulgaria is currently where they're filming. Uh, David Blue Garcia has been brought in now to take their place. Uh, and all the footage that had been shot by the Towhill brothers will be scrapped entirely. Um, so, yeah, no other news other than that. But uh, usually that is not a good sign uh, when you are firing your director a week into production. So uh, we will see on that. We'll give you guys any uh, updated information as it comes along to us. Speaking of remakes, uh, this one has been going, you know, has had, it's kind of set the internet abuzz today as it has officially been announced that The Thing will be getting a remake. Uh, John Carpenter apparently will be involved in the project, so there is, I think, some hope for this movie, uh, and it will be produced uh, by Blumhouse. Uh, so yeah, um, I, like I said, this has really set the internet abuzz about a remake for The Thing. I mean, they've already remade The Thing, so I don't know why it's, like, becoming such a big deal. And I'm hearing reboot over remake, and I keep seeing people confusing reboot and remake, um, like they did with The Exorcist. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm for it. I mean, The Thing is, like, one of my, it's in my top ten of all time. I, I love that horror movie. And it will always be there. Like, I... And, like, I think it's good to, like, try to do different things with that material. Um, just like I'm okay with them remaking the classic slashers, like Freddy Krueger, Jason, and stuff. Like, I would rather see them on the screen again than them completely disappear from existence. So that, that's my take on it. What about you guys? Yeah, I, I had the whole soapbox moment last week where I <laughs> talked about, like, remakes not erasing the original at all. Yeah. Uh, in this case, being ironic because most people are championing the remake and not the original, uh, so it's ironic that people are shitting on a remake of a remake. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, just like it just doesn't bother me at all. I, I think I'll watch everything you know once I see footage, and then I'll make a decision as to whether I want to watch it or not. And I'll just leave it at that. It's just the way it is. So I don't, I don't get the the hate for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we shall see. We'll give you guys more updates as that becomes available as well. Uh, ooh, another fun thing I wanted to mention was uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to find out see the company here, but uh, Jack Specific uh, of all people are creating a Gremlins Advent calendar. It is going to be a 31 day calendar countdown calendar that you get a different Gremlin each day in the calendar, which turns into the movie theater scene uh, from the thing. Sam, I showed you a picture of this, right? This Gremlins Advent calendar. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool, pretty fun. Um, so if you are interested, uh, it is going to be available this Halloween season. Uh, have you seen this one, Steve? Yeah, it looks fantastic. I really, yeah. It's a really cool look. So. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, it's just small, too. The Each Gremlin figure is about one inch tall, so... 
not not something that will take up a lot of room in your place. And if you want to count down the days of Halloween with the Gremlins, this is a, a great little pink grab. Uh, all right. Next bit of news here is Disney Plus uh, is doing a special Halloween collection. So if you are a member of Disney Plus, they have just added a uh, 20 film collection, um, all Halloween themed movies for you to watch during uh, this Halloween season. Uh, the lineup includes uh, the adventures of the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Don't look under the bed. Uh, both Frankenweenies. Uh, Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, Halloween Town High, Return to Halloween Town, uh, Hocus Pocus, The Haunted Mansion, Nightmare Before Christmas, Phantom of the Megaplex, uh, both Twitch's movies, uh, and more. So, uh, yeah, if you are a fan of all of those uh, fun little Disney movies, Sam, what was your favorite Disney-based spooky movie besides Hocus Pocus, of course? Mm, probably Don't Look Under the Bed. Under the bed, yeah. I'd never seen that one until I think you introduced me to it, and it is a pretty fun one. Steve, you got a favorite? I really uh, like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and uh, and, and Hocus Pocus, of course. Classic, classic. Uh, did, did, you, did you actually? I don't know if this is part of your news. Uh, did you hear? There's a rumor going around that Disney might release their horror films on Disney Plus, but behind a pin. No. Yes. Yeah, so, so there's a rumor going around in Disney circles that um, they're going to put a lot of the things they acquired through Fox, like The Exorcist, Alien, Aliens, all that kind of stuff, uh, but and put it on Disney+, Plus as opposed to Hulu, which I think where a lot of people thought they would put it. And to keep it away from children, they would make it a mandatory pin that you put in to make sure that only adults can access anything over, uh, I guess, an R rating. So... I think that would be really cool if they incorporated a lot of that stuff that, you know, I just hope doesn't get lost because Disney acquired them. So, wow. I mean, it's just a rumor at this point, but I think it'd be cool if they actually did that. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, and I, I'll leave it at that for tonight. That is it for hard news this week. Sam is praying to the gods. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we talk Relic? Let's do it. When was the last time you spoke to her? It's been a few weeks. Gran? Mom? Mom? She called me a few weeks ago. I think she was scared. She thought her mom was coming into the house. Where you were, Mum? I suppose I went out. What's this? I was on the property when your grandfather inherited it. His mind wasn't there in the end. You can't put Gran in a home. She can't live on her own anymore. She has to be watched. Everything all right, Gran? I thought this was where it got in. Who? Whoever was coming into the house. Mum, what is it? It's here. 
under the bed. There's nothing under the bed, ma'am. Will you check for me? I can see you. release um, we decided to do this one because it's kind of had a lot of buzz online um, especially over on Blade Disgusting they were toting it as one of the best horror films of the year so we were like yes we should probably check it out and review it uh, but Relic uh, who wants to synopsize Let's, Sam's already shaking her head Steve you want to give us a synopsis <coughs> sure uh, so the IMDb says a daughter, mother, and grandmother are haunted by a manifestation of dementia that consumes their family's home. But that doesn't give much information. Uh, basically, uh, a mother and daughter go to their grandmother or mother's house because she's missing and she has dementia, so they're worried about her. And then she eventually comes back to the home when she just appears out of nowhere, really. Uh, the searches and find her. She just came back home. And then they take care of her and notice that she's acting bizarrely. She has kind of black spots on her body that she says is because she fell, but the black spots start to grow and she's starting to act a little odd. And the uh, mother and daughter start hearing things in the house and seeing things and getting kind of having dreams of uh, like pretty scary stuff. And it starts to unravel into uh, essentially something with the grandmother but i don't want to spoil it right away so that's about the gist of it so what do you guys think of this movie i'm really interested because this is <laughs> a movie <laughs> yeah 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 um so just a fair warning I, I don't think we're gonna spoil right away so we will give you guys a little warning before we go into the deep spoilers on this one um but yes uh sam you want to uh you want to start us off give us your your first thoughts on this no i'll wait you're going to wait? Okay. All right, well, I'll start us off then. Um, overall, I got to say, I uh, I enjoyed this movie. Um, I will say I don't think this is going to be a movie for everyone. Um, it's definitely a slow burn, um, but um, I just think it's like a really... Honestly, it's a sad movie, but um, it's, you know, it's handled very well. It's... Obviously, uh, you know, a lot of heavy metaphors in this movie, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very deep. It's a very deep movie. I think this movie could really hit, um, a lot of people. Like, honestly, I think it could trigger a lot of people as well, um, so that's why I'm saying it might not be for everyone as well, because it could just, like, bring back memory, like, dark memories of some people, but I think it's a, it's an important movie, um, for some people, because it's, it's really about you know, dealing with, you know, loss and, you know, taking care of someone who um, is sick and stuff. So, I mean, it's very, it's very um, heavy. It's a very heavy movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think there's a lot of 
great stuff in here. Um, I the, my really one negative is just the pacing could have been picked up a little bit, uh, especially in the beginning. Um, but yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Sam, wait. <laughs> no, I'll go ahead. Go. Um, so I really liked this movie as well. Um, I don't really have much else to add to it. Um, it is really sad. Just a little. A little something about like how I connected with it is that I lost my mom from cancer a few years ago and just like all of the medication that she was on and like her slowly dying like it did mess with her brain to where she would forget things and she couldn't remember certain things I mean thank god like she knew who I was like towards the end and I was able to take care of her and be her caretaker like up to her last few minutes on earth so that like made me really sad because it just made me think of that and it really does suck to be put in that position but I could relate because like she wanted the daughter wanted to leave her mom but then just because it was too much for her she was scared of everything that her mom was going through but then she realized like you can't leave your mom so you have to see her through her oh our dog's choking right now happy international dog safe raven um but yeah, I really liked it, and I wouldn't say it's a slow, slow burn. I just, I don't think it was too slow. I mean, maybe that's just no. me, but yeah, I really liked it, and I would say definitely, I would say check it out. Um, yeah, so when I watched this, my first thought, after watching my first thought was, this is so a Joe pick for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and I had a feeling that you guys... I hadn't even guys... watched it, though, to be fair, before I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. It's weird. It's like, you keep picking this this type of movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I knew you guys would like it, probably. I thought Todd would probably kind of like it, too, and me a little bit less. And, yeah, that's kind of exactly what happened here. Uh, now... This won't be on my bottom five, but it also won't be in my top ten. To me, it's kind of in the same place as The Lodge, where I thought it was a really slow burn. Um, there's elements of the film, which I'll talk about when we talk about the spoilers, that I didn't like. More so that they didn't explore things that I wanted them to explore. Um, and just points, things that happened in the movie where I'm like, why didn't they go further with this. I don't know. Maybe you guys can explain to me once we get there. Uh, I thought the acting was great. Uh, I really felt the emotional impact that these girls were having to seeing uh, their mother or grandmother kind of fade away and with into her dementia. I got the metaphor, which is probably what gives it a higher score than I would have had otherwise. Uh, one of my big complaints about this, and I talked to you guys on chat about this, I found the movie too dark. Uh, not dark as in, well, it was dark as in subject matter, but as in film filmography, like uh, cinematography, uh, I couldn't see what the hell was going on. I had to squint. I had to like change the lights in my basement just to kind of, it was just so dark. And a lot of times I didn't know what was going on and it was kind of frustrating to me. Um, but I had to watch on my laptop because all my stuff is like taken down because of the move. So maybe that played in it. I don't know. But did you guys yeah. find it dark? We So I definitely think it was a little dark, but I never, like, found myself, like, struggling to see what was going on. Um, but it was, like, a darkly lit movie. And I think that was more of, like, the director's choice or something like that, just to right. kind of have that. But uh, I, we never, like, struggled on the TV, like, watching it on the TV with, like, not knowing okay. what was going on. 
Yeah, so that could be possible just because I had to watch on my laptop. It's an older laptop as well. Uh, another thing is I don't understand the construction of this house. It's just like <laughs> I don't understand the layout of this house. It's super weird. Like there's rooms that just come out of nowhere, and I don't understand how one room fits into another. It's just there's just some problems in the movie that I couldn't overlook. But overall, an okay film, one that I would recommend for people to watch, but not not one I would personally revisit. But let's just say we're going into spoilers here. All right. Well, Steve, uh, uh, what were your problems with it? Uh, so, so like I said, the, the, you know, the construction of the house, I don't understand, uh, when she, that daughter gets, uh, I'll refer them daughter, mother, grandmother, just to, uh, because there's really just three characters that you see a lot of in this movie. So when the daughter gets stuck in, uh, like that room at the, near the end where she's trying, she's like trapped and everything like that. And she goes through the floor and all that stuff. Uh, like what part of the house is that? I just don't understand like where the hell she was and how this fits into the house. That bothered me. Uh, the whole thing with the neighbor, like I thought that would be a bigger part of the story mm-hmm. and it wasn't. And that would did kind of disappoint me because I thought that was an interesting character and somehow could it fit into the overall story. And I thought that they didn't really utilize that portion of the film. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And some of the horror just didn't work for me. Like, I feel that they were making it as if it's scary, but I was never really freaked out. It was just kind of more sad than yeah. freaked out. So, I don't know, just a few things that kind of bothered me with this film. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you about the neighbor, like, not being utilized, like, well. I mean, it was just, he was just kind of like a throw-in uh, to kind of go over, like, how dementia is affecting her. Obviously, we find out she locked him in uh like the room when they were playing hide and seek and he was in there for hours so that was really the kind of the only reason he gets thrown in there but he was like an interesting character and i would have liked to seen kind of more used with him um as far as like the house being weird um i just took that as like another like metaphor of like them being kind of like stuck in like a maze like dealing with um her dementia and stuff like that um because i just feel like this movie is like basically a lot of metaphors and i i do agree i I honestly think this movie's better as just like a family drama more than it is like a straight horror movie which is why i think a lot of people are not going to um maybe enjoy this one as much but i i think if you are into those type of movies which i definitely am um i think you'll like it uh but other than that i i could definitely see this being not everyone's cup of tea yeah, I felt the same way about Tigers Are Not Afraid, mm-hmm. where, I, although I really liked that movie, yeah. um, I felt that it it didn't need the supernatural elements. It was a strong enough movie without it, and I feel the same way about this film. I think, you know, I, I get what they were going for, the metaphor they were going for with the, you know, the dementia overtaking her body and eventually compl- completely consuming her, and then, you know, the daughter starting her d- dementia. Uh, like I get all the, it just I don't know they're presenting it as a horror film and it just really didn't need to be mm-hmm. I think yeah Sam I wanted to say like what you said um, while we were watching it sometime saying that you thought that like the daughter kind of like a shitty daughter what what made you say that 
Um, just that, like, she talked about with her younger daughter that, um, she, like, kept forgetting things, and she said that someone was breaking into her house, like, there was someone that kept coming in. Her daughter didn't even think of going to visit her mom to see, like, what the issue was, and even if you know that she's forgetting things, you should probably still, like, check in on her and start some kind of planning because obviously she knew it's getting worse and she just kind of didn't really give a shit I feel like. Do you think it was like a denial thing though or do you think it was just like because she just didn't give a shit? I mean I don't know because she just kept rubbing she's like you know she forgets things and it's just like she's not I think she didn't give a shit. Yeah. Well, then she did want to put her in a home at one point. Mm -hmm. Like, we see her going to the home and stuff like that. So, what do you think changed in her? Because, obviously, we get to the ending. And so, like, obviously, we we get get to the ending here. And basically, the last, like, half hour is just, like, this crazy thing where, essentially, like, the the Gran has turned into, like, essentially this monster, um, which, obviously, is her dementia basically kicking in at, like, full force, like, towards the end here, and, uh, you know, the daughter, uh, the younger daughter gets, like, stuck in the house, like, in these, you know, like Steve says, and just, like, these random walls where she can't get out, and, uh, the mother is, uh, is basically, you know, in a, you know, fight with her, her, her mother, um, you know, just, like, trying to, you know, contain her or trying to survive uh and yeah they escape and you know they could have just left the house and left the the grand in there and uh the mother says you know i can't leave her and we go upstairs and she basically starts like peeling off um her mother's skin and what we find is just basically like just this black shell skeleton thing but what do you think changed in the daughter? Like, what made her, like, not go back? Um, I mean, I don't know. Probably realizing that her daughter wanted to take care of her mom. Like, what are their names? Because this is probably confusing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah keep saying maybe. mom and daughter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. What is it? Okay, so Edna is the grandma who uh-huh. is going through dementia, and then Kay is Edna's daughter, and then Sam is Kay's daughter. That's right. Um, so Sam cared more about her grandma than her own mom cared about her mom, and she kept saying, like, well, isn't your... Is, she said, like, isn't it your job to change her diapers now since she changed doors? Even the granddaughter talked about how she was going to go live with the grandma. Like, she was going to... Changed. This is like making me mad. That mom really made me upset. <laughs> um, she was like talking about changing her life just to take care of her grandma, and the mom didn't even want to do anything. She just wanted to put her in a home, which I do understand. Like, obviously, she does need someone that was going to watch her the whole time, but the mom didn't want to do this until now, until her daughter started staying, saying stuff. But I think just like that scene that they showed when she's laying on the floor like it was a really sad scene where she's just leaving her mom alone to die alone and to suffer um I think she just probably realized like that's my mom like I can't do you think she redeems herself in that moment though or do mm-hmm. you see, or it's just not I mean yeah because I, th- I think so because it's like she didn't die alone she died like being like um 
comforted by her daughter and granddaughter. So yeah. that's all what people want to not die alone, I feel like. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I mean, I think this is a very powerful, to me it was like a very powerful ending. Like, I yeah. really felt that, like, sad, like, just a sense of complete sadness when yeah. this movie ended. I really did. I was crying. It yeah. was sad. It was. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I agree. I think the ending uh, of this film makes makes up a lot of the points I give to it. I think it was a really good ending and a very clear message as to, you know, just how bad dementia is and how you become a shell of yourself. And, you know, seeing uh, her accept that her mother was, you know, had dementia and she just needed to come to grips with it and everything. So, yeah, it was a very, very good ending. It's just I wish the other hour 20 minutes were uh-huh. had more and i don't know just didn't love this one but uh, the ending was definitely one of the endings i'll probably remember the most this year yeah and i'm with you guys like i wish that they would have gone into a larger story with the neighbor kid um instead of just kind of being like oh he came over and this is what happened right and moving on with life but yeah, I thought maybe he was going to come and, like, maybe save them or something, or, like, do, like, like come in when they were, like, in trouble or something like that, but we just never see him again. And too bad, because he was, like, a good, uh, like, side character there, and I would have liked to have seen a little more of him. Um, so, I want to get into the very ending now, um, and just see what you guys think about it. Um, so, at the very, very ending, the three of them are laying in bed together, and we see on... Uh, the mother character, which is played by Emily Mortimer, um, what was her name again? Kay. Kay. Um, the daughter, her daughter is looking on her back and we see uh, blackness on her back, which obviously was on the grandmother throughout this the whole bruising. movie. The bruising that, you know, obviously like overtook her whole body, which was basically, you know, her dementia, I would assume. So are we to assume that the mother is going to have dementia when she gets older and that's kind of like the message that sends or I don't know what do you guys think that's kind of like how I took it but what do you guys I mean is it dementia um, hereditary yeah I think I believe it is hereditary yeah yeah Yeah, I think that's what it is I think exactly that's what it was is showing that you know she's going to start going through the same thing it's the circle of life you know it's just uh, it's going to keep passing on and passing on yeah, yeah. I, I really wish I I, uh, I would love to hear the directors like mm-hmm. um, like thoughts on this movie. I I, uh, I did. I wish we could have had her on or something. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Has she done any? I know you got her. I the IMDb up. Uh, IMDb up. Sam. Has she like done anything else? Or was this her first movie or anything? Because I, I uh, the director of this one. Uh, what's her name? Erica. No, no, not as uh she's done shorts before n- never okay. a, a motion picture but she has worked on good films like upgrade okay um, oh awesome but but no only as like miscellaneous so, crew so this was like her directorial debut yeah yeah outside okay. of the shorts yeah, yeah. Her, so i gotta say this was like a great debut for um her yeah. and uh, i'm really excited to see what she does next and I got to think she obviously has dealt with someone that's had dementia or something like that because it, it really does feel like a personal movie on a, in a lot of ways. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what uh, she does next. And I hope she sticks with horror, but I can see her definitely going off of horror. Um, but uh, we shall see. Her shorts are all horror, so 
well, at least they look horror. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. yeah. So I hope she does stay in the genre because I think she, yeah. uh, she has, she definitely has something there, and I, I am definitely excited. Uh, do we, do we have any questions for this one, Steve? Just the acting one. Just, just the acting just one. The yeah. acting, I mean, actually, the acting was good all the way around. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a little bit of um, that uh, M Night film there, uh, the visit vibes from this one at times okay yeah um, yeah with the, 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 the way yeah. yeah the way she was like crawling around and mm-hmm. acting like all weird and stuff yeah, yeah I, uh, I can see that what so, movie did you say the visit yeah. the visit i agree so uh, todd had mentioned uh the turning he got but like he got some vibes uh with that movie and i i don't know what he meant by that but i can I, see that like, maybe just like the gloominess, the gloominess of it, yeah and like the, how the house was kind of overgrown with all that stuff yeah. i could see that yeah and it's kind of the, the caretaker aspect and yeah that kind of stuff which yeah i i could see that a little bit um so i, I at one point like when we first see uh Okay, is that was that the, who's the mother? Edna. When we first see Edna, uh, she's like staring at a Christmas tree, right? And there's a figure in the background that we see moving. Mm-hmm. So is that what? What do you? What is that? Do you think in regards to this movie? Is that dementia coming together? Or? Yeah, that's kind of how I took it. I I think it was like the start <clears throat> of like dementia, like the start of her dementia. Well, who was the right. guy um, that was that? Edna's husband or Edna's dad that died in that cabin? It was like a ancestor. I don't think it, I think it was like her grandfather or her great grandfather or something. You know what we're talking about, Steve? How they kind of went over that? So yeah, yeah. They, 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 they did that a few times with the old house. I think it was her grandfather. Yeah. Grandfather. Yeah, who had built the cabin. Okay. Edna's. Yeah. Okay. I think it was just like, since it, hereditary i think it was just like since they kept going back to him passing away right i was just assuming it was kind of like both the dementia and yeah. him yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. They, they did focus on that window a lot on um, that uh, uh the colored glass yeah. window there which i think was a great shot like every time they used it but uh i think that kind of showed like the hereditary of like the dementia like the same type of so that was cool. I like that uh, aspect too. A lot of like uh, good like cinematography, like cinematography in this, like the shot, good shot choices by her. There was a great shot of like at one point the daughter walking down the stairs. They had the shot from like mm-hmm. above head. The stairs were like really cool and white. So, yeah, good choices like all around. That's well. So how, how many floors was this house? There, there's one scene where we see her go down the stairs. <laughs> right. It seems like she's running like five stories down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking like two or three at the most. I think three, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it could just be play into that whole, I yeah. guess, dementia thing where yeah. you're not sure what yeah. the house is really supposed to look like. And yeah. So so what did Todd think about this? Yeah, I'll give you yeah, Todd's great uh, thing. So... Um, yeah, I guess I'll give, I'll start off with Todd's, uh, like, thoughts and then rating, and then we can all do our own thoughts and ratings on it. So Todd said, he said, reminiscent of The Wailing, um, which I've never seen before. I know that's a Korean movie, but he said, reminiscent of The Wailing in the sense of not really sticking to one feel, he said. And he gave it a 6.75 out of 10. 
So those were Todd's little mini thoughts on it. I definitely want to get more. I want to know why he thought um, sticking to one feel. I felt like it stuck to one feel personally. I, I didn't feel like it was like an all over the map type movie, but so I'll be interested to see what Todd says about that. But uh, all right, ratings. Anyone? Yeah. Or Steve, you guys want to? Either one of you want to start? Um, I'll go. All right. I think I'll go ahead and give it a seven. Yeah, as for me, uh, like I said, didn't love this movie. It's not a top ten. It's not a bottom five. As uh, for me, I'd give it a six. Six. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to be the highest on this one. Um, I uh, I really liked it. Um, it's currently in my top ten. Um, like I said, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but for me, uh, the ending really hit me. Um, I just felt that like emotional connection to it. Um, I just really felt the sadness and. I mean, I got the message, and um, I think this movie could really hit a lot of people. And uh, I mean, I thought it was a great directorial debut, and I'm excited to see what this director does next. So I am going to give it an 8. See, it's funny. Uh, at the beginning of the segment, I said that I wouldn't rewatch this one. Yeah. Like, it was a kind of one and done. But having had this discussion now, uh, I did buy it because... Yep. It was only $3 more to buy it than to rent it. Ah, nice. Um, so maybe I will revisit this before the end of the year and go in knowing what the end is. Yeah. And seeing how I feel about it a second time. So I might put on my list as rewatches for 2020. Watch because I was feeling that yeah, this watch movie it on might get better. Watch it on your time. TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be moved in by then. Yeah. Uh, I, I just have a feeling this is a movie that's better the second time when you know what's going sure. on. As opposed to trying to figure out what's going on. Hmm. Yeah, so, I think yeah, so. I'll rewatch. Cool. All righty. Well, I guess that wraps it up for this episode. Um, next week, we are going back to school, as we will be doing a back-to-school uh, horror movie in honor of all the kiddies going back to school. So uh, we are going to be doing a poll, so keep an eye on our social media, the Horror Squad podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh we're also on Letterbox. Yeah, Letterbox as well. And um, yeah, we'll probably be doing that, setting up that Discord soon. And as always, you can also email us, thehorrorspodpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up. Anyone else got anything to add? All right. Well, we'll see you next week then. And uh, hopefully, we'll be full squad again. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Steve here. I just want to apologize for all the technical difficulties in this episode this week. We had a lot of trouble with this episode. Skype was being super un uncooperative, so we had to use our backup, which makes me sound like I'm in an echo chamber, uh, which I kind of am. I'm sitting in an empty room on a camping chair with my laptop on a box because I'm moving in a couple days. 
But uh, yeah, we're going to work on these issues and hopefully being able to resolve them by for future episodes. I do want to say I really appreciate everyone who sent me a message. And I appreciate each and every one who listened to you to this podcast. Uh, it's really something that we enjoy doing and we love getting the feedback. And uh, yeah, while I have you guys for this uh, Easter egg bumper, does anyone remember the technical difficulties song that would play on TV when cable wouldn't work? Maybe I'm showing my age a little bit here. But here's a little clip of the music that I remember when there'd be a problem on TV. And I'm just curious, do any of you remember this or am I just so old that I'm completely out of touch and I'm the only one who remembers this? I'm just genuinely curious about that. So thank you again and here's that little clip. Let me know if you remember this song.